0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 272. Into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor. Empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about do you have what it takes to become a millionaire? But before we get started, I want to let you know about another awesome podcast called Profit Boss Radio. Profit Boss Radio is hosted by MBA and Certified Financial Planner Hillary Hendershot, who highlights inspiring women who have created success in their financial and professional lives. Each week, you can tune in and hear how women have paved the road to sustain success with both beliefs and actions. Check it out at ProfitBossRadio.com. I picked this article because I often talk about how I believe that literally anyone can become a millionaire. So it really caught my eye when this CNBC article titled Seven Signs You'll Never Be a Millionaire was written because I completely disagree with that. But you know what's interesting? Even when I looked at the first sentence, literally the first sentence disagreed with that headline. It says, As self-made millionaire Steve Seibold says, almost anyone has what it takes to become a millionaire. Bingo. And I agree with that. Almost anyone has what it takes to become a millionaire because you really need three things. You either need time on your side, you need to start as a young person, have lots of years ahead of you to compound, or you need more money to invest, or you need to know what to invest in, or a combination of all three of those. It's a combination of how much time you have to invest, how much money you have to invest, and what you're investing in and what rate you can compound it at. So, There are some things in this article that I think are really interesting and really positive, although they titled it a really negative title. I think there's a lot of really good things in here that I want to share with you about how, yes, you can become a millionaire. And if you pay attention to the things in this article, I think you're going to get a big jump on it, in fact. So... What it says is, are you on your way to striking it rich or does your behavior shoot up red flags? To help you figure it out, we've rounded up some warning signs to watch out for. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you're routinely making these mistakes, it may be time to make some changes when it comes to managing your money. All right, first one is you put too much emphasis on saving. Sure, rich people value the importance of saving and investing, but they also recognize that the key to getting really, really rich is to focus on earning. Quote, the masses are so focused on clipping coupons and living frugally, they miss major opportunities, Seibold writes, in how rich people think. Even in the midst of a cash flow crisis, the rich reject the nickel and dime thinking of the masses. They are the masters of focusing their mental energy where it belongs on the big money. That said, there's no need to completely disregard smart saving strategies, but if you wanna reach seven figures, stop worrying about running out of money and focus on how to make more, Seibold says. I totally agree with that. And I always say, you can't frugal your way to wealth. Well, you can if you make a nice fat six-figure paycheck and you don't have many expenses. I guess it's possible to live frugally and save your way to seven figures. And some people have done that. But the reality is most people have a mortgage perhaps and maybe a spouse and a family to support. And it's just not realistic for most people to try to frugal their way to wealth. And that's not really it, that's only part of the equation. That's step two of the six steps to wealth is saving a nest egg. But you still need to invest in a money engine and compound your money, steps four and five. So this is just talking about, again, you can't just live frugally, But you do need to uh, save some money and get your capital together to start investing. All right. The next thing is if you don't have goals for your money, that can be a problem. Quote, the number one reason most people don't get what they want is they don't know what they want. Writes Self-made millionaire T. Harv Eker in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. If you want to build wealth, you have to have a clear goal, specific plan and hard deadlines. And when you're setting goals, don't be afraid to think big. The rich set their expectations exceptionally high and are up for any challenge, Seibold says. No one would ever strike it rich and live their dreams without huge expectations. Well, I agree. You need to have big dreams. You need to be visualizing and see yourself in those dreams. I think you need to also have some goals and plans are good, I don't think you have to have hard deadlines. You know, I think back to Sarah Blakely, the billionaire who started Spanx, which is the women's undergarment company. And she became a self-made billionaire in her forties. And she learned from her father that rejection was just, you know, another day at the office. It wasn't any big judgment of her. And she also learned that she had to just keep going forward. You know, she didn't have anybody in mind when she started her company that was going to make the clothes. She didn't have connections in China for a factory, she didn't have financing. She just, you know, she could have had goals for all those things and put hard deadlines, but that really wouldn't have helped. So I think you just don't worry so much about the deadlines, worry about your vision and your end goal, and then move in the right direction. It's kind of like, you know, just keep getting the football down the field toward the goal line. Doesn't matter the timing of it necessarily in terms of you don't have to have a schedule for it. So just keep moving forward. Keep doing one step forward. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And that's what Sarah Blakely did. And she eventually ended up a billionaire. So so you're not gonna see everything from the beginning. You're not gonna know how to do everything. So I think, you know, trying to say you have to have it all planned out and with deadlines included and everything with this plan, well, you know, that's just not realistic. So I don't really agree with that. I'm a little bit looser in terms of the plan, but I do think you have to have your savings, save your money, get started investing or start your business. These are things that are important, is just to get started as soon as possible. The next one is you use phrases like, I want and I wish. Just like your thoughts and habits can mean the difference between living a wealthy life and an average life, so can your choice of words. As Jen Sincero writes in her book, you are a badass at making money. If you're broke or not, where you want to be financially, you can be sure that your language could use an upgrade. Certain common phrases are particularly limiting, says Sincero, such as I want and I need, which are different ways of saying I lack. And I wish, she says, is another way of saying I'm not in control. Instead, start saying things like I have, I create, and I choose. Well, I agree with that. Your self-talk is so important. And of course, step one of the six steps to wealth is creating a wealthy mindset. So all of that you know, goes together. The first step is really to decide that you want to be wealthy, to make that decision and that commitment that you're going to do whatever it takes to become wealthy if that's what you really want. And then from there, yes, having a positive mindset, staying positive, saying words that keep you moving in the right direction are important rather than getting negative and, you know, negative self-talk is not good. So, Absolutely, I agree. Your self-talk is super important and keeping a positive frame of mind is important as well. Another issue is if you haven't started investing. Investing is one of the simplest, most effective ways to build wealth and the sooner you start, the easier it will be to reach seven figures. It says, "Quote, on average, millionaires invest 20% of their household income each year. Their wealth isn't measured by the amount they make each year, but by how they've saved and invested over time." writes personal finance expert Ramit Sethi in his bestseller, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. The good news is it's easier than ever to put your money to work. Thanks to micro-investing apps such as Acorns, you can start by simply investing your spare change. Other apps also aim to make investing simple and accessible and automated investing services known as robo-advisors can work for you no matter how much you have in the bank. Well, I agree that you need to set money aside and start investing, but I don't think you need any special technology. You know, acorns or robo advisors, you don't need that. What you do need is automatic drafts out of your checking account into your investments. You need them, you know, direct into the mutual fund or direct into your brokerage account, into ETFs, however you choose to invest, fine. But you need to have that automated deduction out of your checking account and into your investments so you don't have to think about it each month. It just happens automatically. That way you know that it's coming out. You can budget around it, and it's going to happen. It's another form of paying yourself first, and it's super important. If you want to use apps, fine. If you're into technology, fine, but you really should shoot to save 20% of your income, pay yourself first, If you can't do that much, do what you can to start and then continually and gradually try to increase it as you get raises or as you get more money. Try to put more and more aside into your savings and investing accounts. The next one is you only have one source of income. Sure, you can get rich on one stream of income, but your chances aren't great as author Thomas C. Corley found in his five-year study of self-made millionaires, the rich, quote, do not rely on one single source of income, he writes in Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Three seem to be the magic number in my study. 65% had at least three streams of income that they created prior to making their first million dollars. These additional streams could be real estate rentals, a side hustle, or a part-time job. Well, I'm going to disagree with this one. 65% of the people had more than one source of income. That's great. But 35% didn't. And that's, you know, a over a third did not have more than one source of income. And I think it's totally fine not to have more than one source of income. You don't need to have three sources of income. There's nothing magic about three sources of income. So if you have one, that's enough. You just need to put money aside and you need to decide what you're going to invest in. What are those investments that are going to grow your wealth? So just start saving, start putting the money aside. Don't worry about how many streams of income there are or aren't. The next one is you rarely step outside of your comfort zone. The average person wants to be comfortable. Rich people, on the other hand, are stimulated by uncertainty. Quote, physical, psychological, and emotional comfort is the primary goal of the middle-class mindset, Seibold writes. World-class thinkers learn early on that becoming a millionaire isn't easy and the need for comfort can be devastating. They learn to be comfortable while operating in a state of ongoing uncertainty. Well, it is true. You need to step outside your comfort zone. If you're sitting around watching television all the time, you probably aren't going to reach your goal of seven figures. It's going to take extra effort. It's going to take making a hobby out of investing or making a hobby out of learning additional things, starting a business, starting a side hustle, things that are going to bring you more money or grow you more money. If you're just vegging out all the time and not taking the time to really further yourself, and further your goals, you probably are going to be stuck in your comfort zone and aren't going to build your wealth. So it's a choice. It's up to you. How do you want to spend your time? What do you want to do with your life? And finally, you think being rich is reserved for a lucky few. If you think getting rich is out of your reach, you're probably not going to make millions. The average earner remains average because they expect to, says Seibold. The masses think they aren't worthy of great wealth. Who am I, they ask themselves, to become a millionaire. Quote, the truth is, in a capitalist country, you have every right to be rich if you're willing to create massive value for others, he continues. Start asking yourself, why not me? After all, that's what the millionaires and billionaires do. Well, I agree with that. You have to continue to work hard and believe that you're going to do it. It does start in your mind, it does start with that decision that you're going to build wealth. And I know a lot of millionaires who have worked very hard in their spare time and have done things other people haven't wanted to do, and they've worked on holidays, and they've done things that have been very self-sacrificing, but they've done it to try to get ahead. They've done it to try to reach their goals and to make a better life for themselves. But when asked about it, they'll just be modest and say things like, oh, I just got lucky. But they know it, it wasn't luck. And it's just sort of something that makes the other person feel better. Like, oh, you know, I just got lucky. There was nothing I did so that, you know, people don't compare themselves or get upset with them. But here's the thing. If you want to have wealth, you can have it. You just need to do the right things and avoid making a lot of mistakes, a lot of financial mistakes that waste money. So, Follow the things that I've talked about in my podcast. I've been sharing ideas over the years about how to prioritize your spending, how to regularly invest, things to grow your wealth, ways to make more money, ways to bring you more income, all of those things. These are all things that are gonna help you, but in the long run, you just need to have the discipline to get started. You have to have the discipline to just do it regularly Have those deductions come out of your account regularly and invest more as you can. As you get raises, as you get more income or as you get more money, put more money aside. And the people that are super disciplined put their money aside into accounts that can grow and compound and build wealth and become your nest egg that's grown for you and become a seven-figure account. That's how you're going to do it. You're going to do it through the discipline, through the regular investing, through the growth and compounding. And I know you can do it. I'll post this article on my website at lindapjones.com, podcast number 272. And while you're over there, pick up your 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth. There are 11 quick things that you can do to get your net worth growing faster. And I'd love to connect with you on social media. If we haven't connected on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Linda P. Jones and on Facebook at Linda P. Jones fan page. I post different content over there. So if you want more, you can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and get extra content from me and extra articles from me. So on Twitter and Instagram, Linda P. Jones on Facebook, Linda P. Jones fan page. I'd also love to hear from you and have a review from you. So if you haven't rated and reviewed the show, please give me a rating and a review. That's how I love to hear from you. And it's a really nice way to connect. And I look forward to hearing from you. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show.